Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Chris Delano. And I'm Carrie Thomas. Uh, I am mired in hubris. This is like the third week in a row I've looked at the clock at 5 p.m. and said, yeah, I could fire a Destiny 2 raid right now uh, when we record at 7 p.m. And I have never really been late once. And <laughs> I think that's great. And there's no way this will ever bite me in the ass uh, at some point. Um, anyway, RIP Tanix. I'm also mired in hubris because I looked at the clock at 630 and thought, man, I should order some pizza. It'll definitely get here before the podcast. And guess what? It did. So I've I've eaten some pizza. I honestly looked at the clock at probably like 530, one of the past days when I was cleaning out my car. And I'm like, it's still light outside. We're out of we're out of the eternal darkness for right now. It is no longer um, I get off of work and it's dark outside time. <laughs> it's like a regular real life thing. That's not exciting. It is, it is exciting for me. You gotta add some drama. Oh, there was a Phyrexian there. Oh, because all will be one. That's wild. All will be one. That's the set that's being previewed right now. And I like some of the cards. I have seen some of the cards, even though I try not to look at the cards because they don't they don't do anything for the story, you know, so <laughs> well, you know, if they would stop, uh, if they'd stop having the cards show different stuff than the story. Yeah, no, that's um, the biggest <laughs> issue is that, you know, Luca and um, what is this bit that's happening right <laughs> now? It's incomprehensible. The bit nothing. is incomprehensible. Anyways, this is nothing. These three jokers uh, and two plus additional jokers will be at Magic Con <laughs> Philadelphia doing a presentation on Magic the Gathering the journey up to March of the Machine, which is not March of the Machines as I had been writing it for quite a few months prior to this. Um, there, It will just be catching people up on what story has happened since um, our good friend Gideon died in War of the Spark. And then... He's my friend. He's my best friend. I played Xbox 360 Duels of the Planeswalkers and he was, he was my best friend from then on. <laughs> we will... <laughs> be there on Sunday at insert time. I think it's one or two p.m. on the main stage. So uh, it's it actually noon. Noon? <laughs> well, now I'm never going to make it. All right, noon on the main <laughs> stage, and we'll be doing a presentation. And then right after us, um, slightly cooler official story people will be doing a presentation on I think actual story stuff going into March of the Machine. So we will probably yeah, take I our seats right there and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to get off the, the stage. Oh, you're going to protest it. You're just going to. No, I'm just going to sit up there and like kind of cross my legs. On the edge of the stage and let's at them. let's yeah. watch them up close. I don't think they'll like that. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. So we'll have I I don't know if these are getting if our thing is going to be recorded and uploaded at some point. I hope so, because uh, I think it's going to be a good. Uh, a good uh, lore condenser for. Folks who are like, you know, have only read a smattering of lore over the last three years or, uh, you know, don't remember things that happened in Theros Beyond Death for some reason. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. And then, yeah, it's the first look for March of the Machine, I believe, is is the specific panel that's after us, which is really exciting. I'm really excited for the conclusion of this arc. Uh I did a uh, creative text on March of the Machine. It's really, really wild set. Um, yeah, good time. And I think Jay said he was running a promotion where if you 
saw him and asked him to play a commander game, he's definitely going to play it with you. He'll always have time to. He's got nothing else going on there, so feel free to hit him up on that. Wait until he hears this. This is so mean. <laughs> as as traditional with J2, uh, you should like definitely try and one-up him and correct him on any lore information to take his job. He'll be wearing a little That's... crown that you get if you correct him on something. <laughs> Uh, uh okay we do have an actual episode tonight we? uh w- yeah we we are uh unfortunately we have uh real things to talk about which is the uh the main story for phyrexia all will be one uh written by shauna mcguire who we had on last week uh so if you have not read the story yet and you listened to last week's episode you got spoiled on some things uh if you have not read the story yet and have not listened to last week's episode and have been waiting for the summaries. Uh, summaries are happening tonight. Then go back and listen to the episode of Sean, and it was fantastic. She's delightful. We had a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so Phyrexia, all will be one. Uh, five episodes. Uh, we're doing side stories next week. Is that what's on the schedule? I didn't uh, look at it. I never look at the schedule. <laughs> next week we're doing flavor gems since uh, those are going to be all out by then and slash are already out and then uh okay. side stories after that okay uh, that's and fine then, for some reason we're not recording an episode on the 16th to release on the 20th i don't know what we're doing that weekend but i think we're gonna be busy we're gonna be in philadelphia on a panel we went through this chris come on keep up uh so assault on new phyrexia episode one uncontrolled descent uh Desperate times call for desperate measures, and this invasion is a desperate plan by our heroes. Uh, They've assembled the strike team. They've gone off to New Phyrexia. They got all the intel they could. Didn't matter, because they show up, and stuff is starting to get weird. Kaito awakens in a dreamlike state of paradise uh, before getting slapped in the face by the Wanderer, who's flickering in and out of reality here. Uh... He is, uh, Kaito was, uh, entombed in this, like, hypnotic sand, uh, and then Nahiri is also there fighting a Phyrexian. Uh, they are on, um, the outermost shell of the plane, the monumental facade, with no idea where the rest of the strike team is. Uh, they have been scattered, uh, and their mental link that Jace put up is broken, Nahiri is like, ah, dang, this Phyrexian got me in the back of my neck. But there's no oil, so I'm probably fine. Spoiler alert, she won't be. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen the card already or heard anybody uh-huh. talk about any story. Um, They uh, travel a little bit and um, Nahiri gets on edge because she sees this stone statue hanging in an archway with a bunch of uh, like Phyrexian tendrils wrapped around it. Uh, And around its neck is a little hedron. And she's like, hey, that's mine. Uh, What what is Phyrexia taunting me with now, this stupid enemy? And then the statue turns out to be Tyvar, who has uh, landed on his own, but coated his skin in like this stone like metal to avoid getting uh, killed by these Phyrexian trap. Uh, And he's just hanging there. And so they uh, chop him down and he's like, sup, Wanderer is like barely hanging on. She is. The, the spark equivalent of driving through a tunnel. Uh, she is flickering in and out of existence, <laughs> unable to complete sentences. That, thank you for that laugh. I thought that was no, like no, a pretty... that is That is the exact representation of what's happening to her in this story. She's not fully there, and 
doesn't get out full sentences. I <laughs> that was like low that. hanging fruit, low hanging fruit of a joke. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes that's what hits. Um, and so, uh, and then they get met up by um, this fleshy little being named Malira, uh, who is immune to Phyrexian contamination. Uh, she has been sent to escort them because Malira can kind of just freely move through new Phyrexia because she's special. Um, and so they uh, blast their way down to uh, the Mirex, which is the old surface of Mirrodin, the ruins of the plain. Um, and then they travel down the uh, one of the old uh, lacuna uh, tunnels where uh, one of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suns. There we go. The mana suns. Where dark discoveries takes Not, place. <laughs> yeah, where dark discoveries <laughs> takes place. You got me. Um, where the suns used to erupt from the core, uh, and they go down to the furnace layer where uh, they're going to meet up with Koth uh, and the rest of the Mirren Resistance, or a chunk of the Mirren Resistance. Um, uh, I'm just going to look, Carrie. You put this joke in the. Uh, in the summary, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, Malira takes notice of the Band-Aid brand adhesive bandage on the back of Nahiri's neck. That's right, Band-Aid's so strong they can stop you from succumbing to Phyrexian infection. Um, they're not actually a sponsor, but this is a good joke. <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, uh, no thank you, actually. I don't I don't want money from healthcare pharmacy, like healthcare and pharmaceutical companies. Are they Johnson & Johnson? Probably. I'm sure I somewhere know. they're denying people health. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I, that works. I live in Philadelphia and we have approximately 5,000 pharmaceutical companies in the tri-state area. So it's probably one of them. Uh, Nahiri knows she's infected, uh, but she also knows uh, that there's basically zero chance of this attack succeeding if she doesn't go along. She is not close to the most powerful member of the strike team. She is the muscle uh, without her. They're probably all just going to get slaughtered. Uh, is this when she has the talk with Malira? No, that's later. Yes. Uh, so uh, in in a kind of a, a twist on the hiding the zombie bite, it's not out of shame or anything. It's out of stubbornness about being correct and uh, arrogance. But she's also right. Like Nehiri's stubborn and arrogant, but she's also right here. Um, and, uh, so we have, uh, uh, Koth, Nahiri, Kaito, and, uh, Tyvar, because the Wanderer fully dissipates. Um, oh, also Kaito does not have his sword or Pompon-chan. <laughs> Himoto. Things are not looking great. Things are not looking great, but, you know, we do get Himoto and the sword back very quickly, but, um... Yeah, in the second episode, which is uh, episode two, Unstable Foundations, when uh, we now shift back a little bit in time and have the point of view of uh, Kaya and Elspeth, specifically Elspeth, waking up on New Phyrexia. Um, they they come to pretty quickly. Uh, turns out whatever like forewarning that Elish Norn gave them has made it very difficult for people to like planeswalk onto the plane. And so they all got just junted wherever. Um Elspeth and Kaya like meet up and Elspeth finds uh, a sword in the ground and uh, they find Himoto and uh, 
they make their way into the furnace layer through the lacunas and things of that sort. Uh, most importantly, this is the biggest thing that's really important. Um, we get Koth. Koth finally shows up in the story again. Uh, they find the Mirren camp. Koth and Elspeth reunite. It's incredible. Good moment. Very happy for it. Um, meanwhile, Tyvar, Kaito, Jason, Nahiri are all there. Jace has shown up. Uh, he explains that he just kind of like illusioned his way into the camp. He just kind of like walked in. Um, so that's fitting. Uh, and now is the perfect time to brief the, uh, as uh, Carrie wrote here, readers and then scratched it out, team on Realm Breaker and their plan to destroy it, traversing the inner spheres. Uh, this serves as like the episode where they sort of just lay out the plan, right? They're going to get through the spheres. They're going to ride some tunnels down into the dross pits and then go from there into uh, the Elish Norns area, which I forgot what it's called. The something Basilica, the fair Basilica. Fair Basilica. Yeah, it's her little zone. And then from there, they'll they'll make their way into the seed core and then they'll destroy it. Um, they're planning to bypass the hunter's maze and the uh, surgical labs or whatever they're called. Uh, surgical bays. The surgical bays. They're islands like bays, <laughs> but also bays like in like the room. See, it means two things. Yeah. Well, they're they're going to surpass those two areas and save those for side stories or something because <laughs> uh, they don't want to you know want to deal with them. And for good reason. The Hunter's Maze is pretty terrifying. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. We talk about side stories. Um, while they're they're sort of like suiting up and getting ready, uh, Malira gives them the rundown of like, hey, here's the people who are going to take you in. Uh, and they have some really like really interesting conversations. The writing here and the dialogue is really, really good where they're trying to like discuss like, hey, we're going to like blast up the entire core of this planet and like this could have some really big ramifications on this planet. It could destroy, or when I say planet, I mean plane. Uh, those are two different things in magic because some planes have multiple planets. Um, there's this great like back and forth between Malira and Jace uh, where Malira says, so this could still destroy us. And Jace says, if I say yes, will you refuse to help? And Malira says, if you'd said no, I would have refused to help. Um, because they know that like the chance of this could destabilize the whole plane. Uh, but it's worth the risk to save the rest of the multiverse. And I think that is beautiful. So big fan of that. Um, Malira is just ready to sacrifice uh, Phyrexia slash what she knows as Mirrodin, if it means stopping this threat. Um, then there's the, uh, like, we talked about this a lot when we were talking to, to Shannon about the conversation that Malira has with Nahiri. So, like, go back and listen to that. But this is probably the scene that, like, stuck out the most to me in the stories because of the fact that it really is Malira just explaining like, Hey, uh, you're sick. I know you're sick. It's very easy to tell you have the Phyrexian, you know, infection. I will absolutely help you if you stay here and you'll be fine, but you could be out of commission for a while. And here he goes. Yeah, that's not worth it. I, I can't risk this not working. So I will become a Phyrexian as long as I destroy the plane first. Uh, we also get some like, you know, helpful. Here's your magical item for the, the quest when uh, they get some Glimmer Void stuff. Uh, Glimmer Void turns out uh, is resistant to Phyresis or excuse me, the glistening oil. Uh, and Tyvar can, you know, transmute himself. So he gets a little tiny square of Glimmer Void and 
guess what? He can just turn himself into it, and then he's safe. Uh, yeah. And they um, the uh, yeah. the tiles from the Glimmer Void can be processed into a substance known as hex gold. You can see it on like a ton of the cards. There is uh, that gold hexagon patterning. Yeah, and uh, I think Kaido also like covers Emoto in it, and also his sword. Because he doesn't want to get a bunch of Phyrexian oil and stuff all over his stuff, which is uh, fair. Good idea. Uh, and then they um, they hop in the little train car and uh, the little, what, what do you call those things? And like the old timey cartoons where you got the people with the lever going up and down on the, the train. Uh, uh, hand carts. Yeah. Well, they go and do that all the way into, uh, into the draw spits. Or at least that's their goal. And then we hop right into episode three. Um, they continue on their minecart ride. Allspoth has a little moment of self-reflection on how uh, shitty this entire situation is. <laughs> and uh, probably second thoughts about even coming to Mirrodin in the first place. And as they go further, the um, handcart operators notify them, oh yeah, the necrogen gas that, you know, kind of just like reanimated dead things before it can infect you now and so everything here officially sucks because they do have to <laughs> go through this tunnel through the dross pits in order to proceed any further um the elspeth offers the rest of the group halo to stave off any infection that would take hold from the necrogen gases and everybody drinks it and is totally fine just kidding, Jace freaks the fuck out. <laughs> he goes catatonic <laughs> for a second and then um, wakes up and announces that he is hearing Veresca's call for help. And this is where the gang visits Shieldred's Coliseum. We all um, hop off the minecart for a second so that we can um, go see how the Gorgon Planeswalker is doing. It turns out that she has been infected and um, Jace is by her side and Nahiri offers... In kind of the the stupidest moment, like you're infected. Like, do you want us to just peacefully end your life right now? And it's like you're infected too. Do you like? Okay, but regardless, she's offering her a moment of mercy before Phyrexia takes hold. Even though um, she probably will not have that moment of mercy for herself. So noble, noble cause there. But Jace threatens Nihiri um, and says that he wants to try to save her. The team sees the Silex from Jace so that they can proceed on and actually execute the mission if he is going to insist on staying back with Nebraska. And so they exit the Coliseum and immediately find that all of the ruckus that they have been causing inside is drawing more enemy forces to the outside. And so they will have to fight through all of this in order to... Um, Proceed with their plan, and Jace and Vraska are still inside the Colosseum. Jace has projected a mental illusion of Ravnica for a day, and they get to live out a very, very fun day on Ravnica, and he wants to extend it, but Vraska knows what's coming and eventually does turn on him and infect him properly, and Jace flees from the situation. Nahiri, knowing her ultimate fate and also that there's a shortcut she could make, decides to slam the Colosseum all the way down to um, the Fair Basilica as a kind of shortcut through multiple spheres, even though that's probably not, um, you know, 
Okay, it's only one sphere down. One sphere it's down. Just, it's just one, but it is a pretty fast shortcut. Yeah. Because it lands in like right outside of Elish Norn's little tower. Or the altar to Elish Norn, yeah. And so yeah. we get Nahiri's sacrifice and story. She knows that she is taken by Phyrexia. She knows that she can give them one last fuck you. And sends the Colosseum crashing down into arguably enemy Praetor territory. So... That is where we leave off. And it is super duper enemy Praetor territory in episode four, Impossible Odds. Um, not only is the team uh, that is left here, uh, but this is also the begin of the this is also the beginning of the Phyrexian Revolution. Urabrask, Shieldred, and the other Thanes that have joined their rebellious coalition uh, are taking this opportunity to strike at Norn's realm. They start crawling across the ceiling because gravity is wonky <laughs> on Mirrodin. Uh, and uh, Atraxa rises up and leads Norn's forces against them. So uh, this is very much... Uh, got like any point in any of the Lord of the Rings movies where there's a big battle and hobbits are just running around on the ground, like weaving in between legs and not getting attacked... That's kind of what this moment is like as our heroes kind of like slip through the chaos. Um, and uh, Kaya has uh, a very good thought of, damn, I hope Nahiri's dead because that was some sick ass shit. Same thought to have. And I don't want to have yeah. to fight her. <laughs> yeah, there's like a really funny exchange between like Tyvar and Kaida where Tyvar's like, oh, I hope she had the most glorious, you know, death and blah, blah. And then Kaido's like, I really hope she's dead. <laughs> like, it's very funny. Oh, no. Uh, Kaido is the one who's like, why would you wish death upon her? She was our ally. And uh, pragmatic Kaya is like, because she's the strongest of us and I don't want to have to fight her. Um, and so they're, they're kind of at a point where, uh, hey, we have to get to the seed core. We have to get, like, through... Uh, the Mycosynth Garden still to the unguarded uh, altar. Uh, and then they have to go through the gardens into the seed core. And so they're sneaking through uh, and uh, there's some inner monologue stuff happening with a few of the characters. Um, Elspeth is big upset because her supply of Halo has been smashed. And so um, they don't have any of that left. Uh, and that's going to be a problem um, because in order to get down uh into uh wait is this when they find oh they find karn at the bottom yeah uh in order to get down to um the core of the planet there's this like gateway filled with oily tendrils um that malira's like yeah so i can go through here fine literally no other mirin has ever passed through here and survived the way back out except me uh, because you're guaranteed to get infected going through here. And so, uh, how did Seanan last week describe it as like, this is the moment where like everyone gets to do their ability check and roll a 20 on it. <laughs> um, like every, everyone's little, so like, uh, Tyvar is able to use his, um, his magic to spread the hex gold onto everyone's skin. Um, and while Kaito uses his telekinesis to brush the oil off, but he can't, uh, extend the hex gold onto Kaito without suppressing Kaito's telekinesis, 
<coughs> um, so they have to rely on like the last bit of Halo to protect Kaido. Uh, and they do this, like, single-file hold-hands-through-this-gateway-to-hell moment. This is such a D&D moment. Yes. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's just such cool. such a D&D moment. It's very cool, but it's also like, ah, yes, this is exactly what happens when the DM puts something really difficult in front uh-huh. of the team. And it's like, all right, how are you going to solve this problem? And the DM also doesn't know. <laughs> so yeah. it was just like, oh, figure it out. It's it's everyone looking through their character sheet to find abilities to mix and match to solve the problem. And it's and it's cool. Um, and uh, so they get to a chamber uh, and they find Karn. And more specifically, they find all the pieces of Karn dissected and displayed uh, the father of machines reduced to component parts to prove that he is not worthy to lead Phyrexia into its glorious future. Uh, and Elspeth and Koth are like, yo, Karn, what's up? And Karn's like, hey, should leave. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> you're a little late here. Realm Breaker's connecting to everything. This is a bad time. Why are you here? Don't worry about me. Uh, and so Koth stays behind to, um, he's, he has a goblin demolition team with, with him. And, uh, they set a bunch of charges, uh, to like release the restraints on Karn so that they can like gather the pieces and put them back together. And Elspeth is like, all right, I guess, uh, I'll miss you, Karn. I missed you. Uh, but I guess I'll go help the rest now. Um, so Elspeth, Kaito, and Tyvar, um, and Kaya and Jace. Mm-hmm. And Kaido. Yeah, I said Kaido. Elspeth, oh. Kaido, Tyvar, Kaya, and Jace. Uh, There's too continue- many names that are similar, because I hear Kaya and I think Kaido, slash hear Kaido and think Kaya. It's just, there's, yeah. This is another Jaya Kaya moment, except a little better. Thank God Tyvar and Tibble aren't in the same scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a skill issue. Uh, so... <laughs> They're crossing, like, the bridge to the Seed Core, to their final destination. Um, And this, of course, is the perfect moment for Elspeth to be reunited with her good friend Ajani, who now wears uh, the bone and sinew armor of Norn's uh, paragons. And uh, someone we haven't heard from since uh, his little chaotic stint on Kaldheim, uh, Tybalt. The seed of Vorinclex has blossomed into a completed Tybalt as well. Uh, And so uh, Tyvar and Elspeth uh, get ready to hold a Johnny and Tybalt off on the bridge while Kaido goes ahead with Jason Kaya to the seed core. And dun-dun-dun, big dramatic moments. Kind of bad, though, because... Uh, Realm Breaker's already starting to connect to planes. There's this eerie light, uh, there's like this discordant harmony uh, in the air. Uh, Tyvar's still pissed every time someone calls World Breaker or World Tree. He's like, man, no, it's fake. Don't don't <laughs> sully that name. Um, and that sets us up for uh, episode five. Yeah, I do. I do want to mention that like it's not ever really explained if like Tybalt was completed uh, or made Phyrexian from like the Vorinclex seed or not. Uh, I like to think that like 
he got his, you know, cure or whatever. And then he went off and then he was like, you know, what? actually, he went back to Vorinclex. I was like, could you, uh, y'all are pretty cool. I um, don't know about that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do hope we get a um, completed Tybalt card at some point, even if it is. Um, don't don't do us Dak dirty again, because as much as I don't care for Tybalt, <sighs> um, we do kind of want to see every planeswalker who is taken represented somewhere. So he'll have an alchemy card. He'll have an alchemy card. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm somewhat resigning myself to that, even though Tybalt's last card was also an alchemy card. <laughs> it's been two in a row, so we'll see. He he got to, like, have a full story where he was the main villain, and, like, he got to, like, break some formats. So good for Tybalt. Yeah. I think he's he's had a good run. I just think people are going to be so excited for Phyrexian Planeswalkers that any ones that are turned into story better have cards, or else... Um, People will call it Death Fade in 2.0. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we, we have the fifth episode. Uh, there's a lot that happens in this one episode because there's this little fight going on. Uh, Kaya, Jace, Kaito, uh, they like kind of walk around it. Um, they, they get past the Tybalt and uh, Ajani fight uh, and into the Seed Core. And they, um, they hear the beautiful choirs of Phyrexia. They... They know they're in the heart of Phyrexia now. Uh, Kaya has passed the uh, the Silex off to Jace because Jace is, has resigned himself. Jace is like, "Look, I'm gonna die, so let me let me have one last hurrah and blow up the World Tree." Um, but they walk into the Seed Core and they look up and like there are Phyrexian invasion ships uh, going through portals to other planes. The the realm breaker has worked. There, this is no longer a let's stop the Phyrexian invasion moment. This is a the Phyrexians are invading moment. Um, and Kaido and Kaya have this sort of realization that if if the Silex would have destroyed all of Phyrexia slash Mirrodin, uh, the kind of damage it wrought on Dominaria, if it um if it goes off in the middle of realm breaker, and uh it travels throughout all the planes. It's going to destroy mm-hmm. all of the planes, or even if it doesn't destroy them, it's going to cause a lot of damage. This could cause time rifts 2.0. Uh, so Kaido and Kai are like, Hey, uh, do not set off the Silex Jace. We know you're ready to do it, but stop. And then Jace is like, nah, I'm going to die. My love is dead. I am sad boy. I'm going to go over here and detonate the Silex right on top of the world tree. Uh, and he fights them, and he summons some uh, illusions, and they cannot get the Silex away from him. Uh, and uh, that's when we cut back to the fight with Ajani and uh, Tybalt, Elspeth, and Tyvar. Uh, they've paired off into their expected duos, uh, and while Tyvar is fighting Tybalt, uh, who is a vicious little man, uh, he realizes that hey, he can uh, he can turn himself into some hex gold and protect himself. And Tybalt realizes this, so he goes after Elspeth using his little uh, pain magic, um, sort of rendering Elspeth kind of hopeless, and Ajani looks like he's about to strike the killing blow. And so Tyvar uh, grabs Tybalt and transfers his hex gold onto Tybalt, which means that Tybalt can no longer use his magic. Uh, So uh, 
Tybalt loses concentration, Elspeth comes to and she uses her halo sword to uh, blast a Johnny and knock him unconscious. Uh, Tyvar then stabs Tybalt with his own little tail barbs and throws him off the bridge. So goodbye, Tybalt. You are definitely dead forever and you will never come back from that. Oh, name one character in the history of literature that has ever come back from being thrown off a bridge. Can't think of one. Never. Can't think of a single one. Never happens. Uh, so uh, that's the end of Tybalt, and that's the end of their fight as Elspeth runs into the room of the Seed Corps. Uh, and Jace is like keeping the Silex away while he begins to activate the Silex. Uh, he, you know, does the whole thing. He wipes the land clear, brings the ending, uh, and he says, I'm sorry. Uh, and that's when Elspeth, realizing what's going to happen, stabs Jace with Luxior. Uh, giving us the cool moment we were expecting when we saw Jace's what if card with the sword in his chest. Uh, so she stabs him, grabs the Silex and poof, uh, as the agenda says, but also as I would have said, um, she uh, sort of just blindly goes into uh, the blind eternities and planeswalks. And we don't know where, but she takes the Silex with her. So it doesn't go off here. Uh, that's when Kaido and Kaya uh, and Tyvar, um, they're they're standing there like, well, you know, I'm, I guess this is it. We can't really do anything. Uh, and they hear the footfalls of someone approaching. And who is it but Elish Norn? And Elish Norn arrives and she makes her big debut in the story because she actually hasn't been in the story until this moment. Uh, and she brings with her a little coterie of uh, planeswalkers with her. She's got a completed Vraska, of course. She has the completed uh, uh, Nahiri, who has like swords for arms now, which is cool. Uh, she reveals uh, she can resurrect Jace, and Jace just kind of stands up as a Phyrexian and walks over to her. So is Jace dead? Is he not dead? Kind of hard to tell, but he definitely stands up, uh, not before um, Kaido takes Luxior away. Uh, then uh, she reveals a completed Nyssa, which oh, happens hold on. somewhere. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Completedness is very tragic. Uh, but can we appreciate uh, the the other very D&D &D moment in these stories of Kaido looking at his like teammates corpse and going, oh, loot. <laughs> well, don't want to leave this behind. Uh, sucks that someone left a perfectly good sword here. But I mean, honestly, um, if they need a drink, they could just pop that thing <laughs> open and get the last of the halo out. So I think that's how it works, uh, right? <laughs> So uh, Elish Norn kind of like shows off like, hey, look, I've got all these really cool planeswalkers with me. Uh, there's nothing you can really do to stop me now. Uh, and she says, uh, you know, you can join us. We can be united as one. Uh, only yield and we'll be over quickly. Uh, no, said Tyvar. I'm good, said Kaido. Go to hell, said Kaya. Such hostility, said Elish Norn. <laughs> Just one of the best little exchanges in the story. I love that moment. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, Elish Norn raises her hand, clicks her perfect claws together, and the invasion begins. And uh, that's the end of the story, for for one. We get... That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> there, there is no victory here. Yeah. There is no winning at all. It's so sad. I think I'm going to stop reading now. Because... Yeah, I like, can't believe they would do this. I'm tired of all the downers. Like... I thought this was supposed to be the good story where everybody wins. 
and the artifact that assured them victory would work for real and not just, you know, get thwarted somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. Good story. No other thoughts? That's it? Yeah, no, that's it. We're good. Thank you all for I'm listening. No. Oh. <laughs> it is It is impressive that they managed to pull off i mean they didn't have to go through every single core but they give at least in story glimpses of each um and kind of explain the rest that they did shortcut at the time but my only not a fan thing was chase Braska, but that is more um stemming from not necessarily having enough time from the characters and especially since war of the spark and um another book that was published around the same time, just not getting able to, not being able to see Jason Vraska being happy together in their relationship that it seems like we had worked really, really hard to get. And then um, didn't necessarily get to see on screen very much outside of boom comics. Thank God boom comics exists. But that aside, this story had, the perfect expectations going in. And I don't think these expectations, I don't think every set story should be like, there are three Planeswalker cards and one Planeswalker is going to die in the story. It's like, no, that's not how it should work. But in this case where a lot of fans were expecting more completed Planeswalkers, that was the perfect primer for both speculation about the set and setting reasonable expectations for um, mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And so that people didn't think like oh at most maybe two or three of the characters nope it will be five characters will get got and there's no debating that and one of them is already given a get out of jail free card with costs so you figure out who the other five or you figure out who the other four safe ones are and that has been the biggest triumph of this set because I think just the discussion around that ignoring all leaks that happened and um everything that happened with the set itself it was a very very good execution and yeah i like i like stories on phyrexia i like the original um planeswalker invasion of phyrexia i like this one they are both good stories for different wow. reasons wow yeah just just admitting right on the podcast that you loved quest for car and icy the the you know the original <laughs> one not the bad one Th- this one did have a distinct <laughs> lack of mouth tunnels like they they seem to want to use gravity tricks and lacuna instead of using the beautiful mouth tunnels that Robert Robert B Wintermute created for us all. When are we getting Wintermute on the podcast? That's my question. Never, because it was a pen name. <laughs> That's the answer. We it is extremely difficult to go into a set like this where you know you're you are going to upset a good good number of planeswalker fans but i think this did it in a fine way there are still going to be some people upset about it and to them i say well i cared about gideon and they killed him off so you can deal with it (laughs) it is (laughs) it is uh very fun and satisfying um ending to act three of four i think is what you guys have all called it it is there's still one more set to resolve everything and then one more Mm -hmm. set after that to see how everything actually settles down i think 
So we'll see exactly how um, things shake out there. But those are my immediate feelings. Mm-hmm. The uh, the best way I saw described on uh, Tap Tap Concede uh, Loading Ready Runs uh, Magic Podcast, uh, Kathleen and Cameron did an episode about the story. Uh, and uh, Kathleen told uh, an anecdote about seeing Empire Strikes Back for the first time and being distraught. Like, how could all these bad things be happening to these characters? Um, and and having to be reassured that, no, no, no there's another movie. Uh, th- this is, and, and kind of uh, comparing that to the vibe that has been surrounding Phyrexia All Will Be One. This is our Empire Strike Back set. This This is when things look bad and bleak and awful and uh, you know, I don't, it's not giving anything away for me to be like, hey, everyone, hold up. There's still another set. Like, this arc isn't finished yet. This is not where we're ending things. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if they explained this uh, somewhere, but what was Kaido going on about a quantum realm? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> no. God, no. I heard we can undo I, things. I remember taking a, uh, uh, person with a physics degree to see oh, a game. You know it's going to be trash science. It's way, nothing. The look he gave me when they talked about going into the quantum realm to like do time stuff, he just it looked like I was about to get murdered for taking him to that <laughs> movie. That's, that, honestly, that's his fault for having to stick up his ass about it. Uh the other the other thing that you said mentioned Carrie that I want to touch on uh, you mentioned the the marketing thing with the with the ten planeswalkers cough is safe but five are still going to get turned thing being successful we, we this podcast has been happening for a lot of years now and we've had a lot to say about Wizards of the Coast marketing of Magic Story over the years um, most of it not great uh, the that whole thing of, hey, yep, we're just going to tell you the 10 Planeswalkers and five of them are going to get lost to Phyrexia uh, in this set. And just coming out of the gate with that, I think, built a lot of hype and tension. And I, the, the, I think the most important thing of your comments is set expectations yeah. where, uh, hey, the, this story isn't going to be surprising in that ha 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 every, around every corner someone else you love is going to get turned into a Phyrexian. Uh, you, it is set up like, hey, it might be someone uh, that you care about, or it might be Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Luca has fans, you know? Uh, oh, it's great. I I appreciate it. Like within like two minutes of that announcement of that whole thing, everyone was like, oh, Luca's getting got. Um... <laughs> Even before then, the end of the of the bro story when they're like Luca's on the strike team. I I have a screenshot of me saying in the uh, Discord like Luca's done for. He's going to Frexia and getting turned immediately. But like from from a fan engagement thing, I saw a lot of people take you know with the screenshot from Weekly MTG of those ten arts, uh, and you know make little essentially little bingo chart predictions of, hey, these five are going to get got, these five are going to be safe, and then keep track as the stories came out uh, on whether they were right or not. And then that was that was a really cool kind of fan engagement to see. So my my kind of standing back as a contract uh, writer perspective, uh, it was it was very cool to like know everything that happens and then sit back and watch 
that play out in the community. Um, that was neat. Uh, so feedback for Wizards of the Coast. This was really good. Figure out ways to do stuff like this for other sets that aren't like this, because this isn't a thing you can just like do for every story, but you can do like maybe something like that for other stories. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that was great. This it was one of the the most delightful and engaging things I've seen out of the Warthos community in probably years. And then from a story perspective, like the anticipation of like five are going to get completed, and like we know that um, the other five did not turn out okay. Like, oh yeah, that's the other thing is like uh, we kind of end the stories thinking like oh well you know you go in thinking five are going to get completed, five are going to get out. Uh, Kaido, Kaya, and Tyvar are still trapped there. Like, we don't know what happens to them at the end. Like, presumably they're not going to get completed, but like, uh, they are they are trapped in the seed core of of New Phyrexia with Elish Norn and like a bunch of planeswalkers staring them down. So uh I don't know. Maybe they do. We don't know yet. This is a cliffhanger where like there could just start the next story with, and then Tyvar, Kaido, and Kaya died. Um, we don't know. So I like that a lot. Who knows? They could die. They could also get completed. They could survive. There are a lot of options here. They could go to the quantum realm, apparently. You all say <laughs> that, but I think it'd be like extremely, extremely funny and also kind of disappointing if it's like, and here are the three surviving planeswalkers completed. And it's like, okay, it was eight out of 10. It was <laughs> eight out of 10, but you just didn't want to say that. Like, no, um, I, I expect them to make their triumphant return in March of the Machine. Um, the scene of the world tree, I mean, extending from New Phyrexia into essentially the Blind Eternities and invasion ships just waiting by to traverse these omen paths is just, I don't know, I wanted that on a card. I want that kind of cool, infinitely tall tree with invasion ships, and I don't think there's a card for that. Maybe we'll get it in March of the Machine, the Sunset technically starts the invasion force then but it is just such a cool idea of a scene and yeah i just want to see art of that honestly the Mm -hmm. yeah like you said for the marketing side of things i don't think light humphreys on twitter was the one who was talking about the idea for it and i don't think um that it was like a necessarily story-driven thing. Yeah, it wasn't like we were going to set expectations for this. It was more drawing marketing around the set. But it just did both things, which is just it, perfect. It can also just be both things. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And yeah, no, it was, it was great. Yeah. I I don't want to know who how many people are going to die in March of the Machine. Um, Seven. Fuck! I told you I don't <laughs> want to know! Well, at least we know one of those is... Gideon ascending to godhood and then sacrificing his godhood and his second life to protect another planeswalker because that's what we need. That's what we need in the story. Um, We'll see. We'll see exactly who's back and we know from the key art that there's Tefiri and Chandra and legendary creatures i can't remember all you better not leave quintorius out of quintorius Quintorius is there quintorius and the kamigawa non-legendary dragon and beral um but i'm excited to see march in the machine story it will be um it's a little scary because i don't know 
how many characters' stories end. Like, the, the speculative side of me thinks that Koth and Karn are the prime targets for, like, I mean, Karn detonating the Silex and then it having no purpose would have been um, kind of funny end for him. But Karn did create this problem, and I see it as the natural end to his story if he somehow meets his demise here. Tafiri is, spoilers, in a redacted place and is um, <laughs> bringing back redacted to fight Phyroxians, who are very prepared for that. And that seems like a natural end for his story. And it's like, I don't think, I think there's just a whole bunch of cool arcs that have been going on for a long time that are closing up. And not to mention Koth's non-arc of living on New Phyrexia and then being invaded. So, um, yeah, I don't want them to kill too many people off. And I don't think Elspeth is dead. Um, Tybalt's hopefully not dead for card purposes. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I want a lot of people to survive. But I also expect quite a few casualties from the war. Not counting the ones who are already lost to Phyrexia and may or may not have a way out of that once everything is settled. You know, we're going to learn a lot more about what's going to happen in uh, Mom, uh, like right after, about 30 minutes after we finish our presentation at at uh, Magic Philly. So that's a cool thing. We're going to make this whole like panel on uh, the story and then sit down and learn the next steps of the story. So excited about that. Some of you will be learning. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, March yeah. March on the Machine is wild, and like I don't I'll hold on to your butts for this one. <laughs> uh, it, it, this is oh yeah, not even to touch the vague multiverse implications of everything that's been going on because I won't touch those with a ten foot pole at the moment. But there's more to happen than just planeswalkers surviving or dying or surviving yeah. compilation and then living on. It so. is. Uh, March of the Machine is very cool. We'll get there. Don't forget, there's also March of the Machine Aftermath, which is kind of our narrative denouement uh, after uh, this story. And uh, I, I assume at some some point they're going to announce what that product actually is. Um, I don't actually know. <laughs> uh, I know it's got new cards. Uh, which is like the only thing we know about it. Um, but uh, and and uh, they describe it as a a, pr- a product unlike any we've seen from Magic before. I think is uh, like we don't have an existing product to compare it to to set your expectations. I think is like the main thing that's been said. So uh, yeah, I just can't believe that they're really going to start working in like. Uh... You know the Necrons, the Stranger get out of Things here. kids. Go, go! I can't. Leave. Can't believe we're going to get a set where Gandalf uh, saves the multiverse. It's going to be great. Can we go through a list of theories that are never going to happen? Starting with that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So to, to for for clarification, if if y'all have not heard, uh, there is going to be some kind of uh, big narrative and mechanical change to magic that's happening uh, in March of the Machine. And uh, people have been speculating, and one of the just absolute wrongest things people have said was like, oh my god, are universes beyond just going to become universes within now? No! <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure... You know sure how much licensing money that would take? They paid for all of that when they made the cards. <laughs> you know? They paid for all of the 
you know, licensing rights to write original magic fiction about other IPs characters. Anyway, yo, what what else? I I will say we we're coming up on time soon, so make it quick. But you know, oh, I don't I don't think Emmercole's getting freed by anybody in the meantime. I think that turns it into villain soup. I don't think mm-hmm. Nicol Bolas is necessarily getting freed just by realms being invaded. I think that's villain soup. I think Phyrexia needs its time to shine, and hopefully it's time to die, honestly, because it's been around for 29 of the 30 years. and um, It's kind of been around since uh, Antiquities. I think that was in the first year. Oh, so. damn, I counted wrong. Uh, no, Antiquities, I believe, was 94. There we so. go. Ah. My math is technically correct, even though we're celebrating the 30th anniversary as the 30th year is happening, which is also a feat of math going on right now. Um, it is... Yeah, I I don't think that there's going to be any major, major crossover with this. Um, I mean, we'll probably see a cool amount of... We see Bastard Barol being assumingly a good guy in this so do you know how do you know how happy i was to see that image and that Baral <laughs> was included on it right next that to made Sean, me trial this is a normal big. this is a normal um woman fighting with the guy who killed her dad moment <laughs> 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 truly truly the ends of the multiverse happening in front of us and yeah i'm i'm excited I also want to say that they're not going to like retire the Planeswalker type. I saw that one. Oh, I've seen that one. No, since no, War no. Of they're Spark. doing that one. That's not happening. Planeswalkers not are not happening. battles. That's that's working. <laughs> <laughs> they're functionally identical. They're just called battles now, right? That's how it's got to be. Legendary battle dash dominaria. That's that's the new type. I am excited for battles. I am. Um, I don't know. Please give me plane chase. That's all I want in life. That's my final thought for this week. Oh, we're just going some final thoughts. Great. Uh, so Carrie's final thought is just give me plane chase. Got it. Um, I, I, I don't have a final thought prepared, actually. Uh, and we're at like 50 some minutes. So I'm just going to hand it over to Chris. No thoughts had empty. I think this was the coolest story we've had. Uh, like in a long I, I think the last few stories of sets have been so incredible. I don't I know how say, mom, <laughs> I don't know how mom is going to top it. I don't. You almost, you almost said the coolest story we've had a, in a long time. And I'm and sitting then, here like, I distinctly remember everyone's comments about the brother's war story three well, months ago. <laughs> I was thinking in a long time. And then I was like, Oh, brother's war was like literally just a few months ago. And uh-huh. Dominar United was all, so not a long time. I think we are in one of the best like periods of magic story. The writing is incredible. The storytelling is so good. Um, everything. I saw so many people predicting the most like, here's how it's going to go when they get to Phyrexia and like all of these predictions and tropes. And the thing was, is like some of them were correct. Some people like ad- accurately called out way ahead of time, like, oh, either J- Jace or Vraska is going to get completed. And then the other one is going to get completed when they try to save them. But it didn't matter. It was so well done in the story and so good that like you read it and you really do like feel an emotional connection to that moment. Um, and I remember I did say in the discord, I don't know how mom is going to top this and just got a reply from Jay. That was just LOL, LMAO, LOL. Uh, so I'm 
I'm, I have high hopes. I think mom is going to be incredible. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be so good. I, I love Magic the Gathering right now, and I that's a hard thing for me to say sometimes. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about March of the Machine. Uh, that has been... God, has, has that set been the hardest NDA thing to... Uh, maybe? I don't know. Nico was really tough to hold on to. I don't know. March of the Machine, very, very cool. We're going to learn about it uh, a little bit more for the first time uh, in uh, uh, less than a month now, three weeks. Are we really only like three weeks out from uh, Magicon Philly? Jeez. Um, Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just segue into the end here where uh, if y'all listeners out there would love a place to uh, discuss all this exciting happenings in the penultimate story and then ultimately the end of this new Phyrexian arc, uh, we have a Discord server. You can get access to that Discord server by heading over to patreon.com. Everyone who supports us on uh, Patreon for as little as a dollar a month gets access to uh, that Discord, where Vorthos is from a god. This is so, like, this cadence and these words are so ingrained in my memory now. I should really shake this up at some point. Um, but we have Vorthos is from around the world. Uh, you know, we just had a set come out, so uh, everyone's kind of in deck building mode, getting excited for pre-releases and then the launches and uh, and and that fun time. Uh, and then we're heading into March of the Machine pretty soon. Uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of uh, time, um, but uh, then yeah, then it's just I really wish I knew what we were gonna learn in Philly because I I can't imagine anything other than we put the pedal to the floor and ignore the brakes until the story is over. Um, this can be a ride, folks. Uh, so uh, thank you, everyone out there, for uh, listening. Uh, this has been the Forthos cast.